0: When commitments are being made, it's essential to ensure everyone understands what's expected of them. That commitments are clear, realistic, and mutual. So when we make a commitment, it's really a two-way street. It's not an order. It's a conversation where everybody can get clarity about the priorities, discuss the details, negotiate the timing, and really understand like what does success looks like? Looks like what does success look like? I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton.
1: Thanks, Jason. Uh, you know, this makes me think of the George Bernard Shaw quote, which is uh, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. <laughs> and, uh, you know, while it seems all you know simple, it's just like, oh, I said what I expected. You know, why didn't it happen? Well, going that extra mile of ensuring that there's actually a shared understanding of what uh, has taken place is essential
0: totally you know setting the foundation up for success is essential when i go in and i talk to managers i often will hear hey it's really hard to you know find really good people like people don't execute well and then i'll talk to their people and say what's going on and the, the manager will be like my managers always changing their mind they don't take the time to set me up for for clarity around what i'm supposed to do and i spend all my time like working on the wrong things Um, or doing like what I think is important to them and and doing the wrong thing. And then they yell at me and I'm, you know, internally, I'm yelling at them. They're so hard to work for. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And this finger pointing happens all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's incredibly common. And, you know, the the miscommunication that takes place, it's just, it's it's not that people are are bad people or anything like that. It's, I, I often think it's the same thing of like editing your own writing. You know, it's like you you write an article, you write a long email that's important. You know that if you go through it with a second set of eyes, that you're going to find something that wasn't what you intended. And it's Mm -hmm. the same thing in communication, that when you communicate a commitment, even if there's head nodding and things like that, if you take the extra step of saying, it's just like, okay, what did you hear? It's not patronizing. It's just good
0: practice. I agree completely. And the more important it is the longer it's gonna, you're gonna go before being able to check in or see what's actually happening. Um, or if there's already broken trust in the relationship where even if, like you're a manager and you're dealing with an, an employee, a direct report that is not doing so great, like take the extra time because the consequences of any of those things going wrong are a little bit higher. That's right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's essential. And it's like the cost of not doing this well for a team, for a leader, You know, it ends up getting personal where you're just like, oh, well, you know, so and so they just never do what I tell them to do. And they're always trying to do something different or something like that. Well, Mm -hmm. what I always like to say, it's like we have to take 200 percent responsibility in our relationships, especially if we're managing a team as a leader. We have to, you know, fully make sure that people are understanding what we're saying and not blame them.
0: Totally. Uh, Let me just give a great example. Um, So we talked about consequences earlier. And I I participate and lead a lot of river rescues. And one of the things that, you know, I'll do when – that's a pretty hierarchical environment, so I'm giving orders because there's a level of urgency there where we're not actually trying to come up with the best option. We're trying to come up with one of the quickest and good options. So it it tends to be a bit of a hierarchical environment. Um, And when I – tell someone to go do something. Like if they're going to go to the other side of the river, they're going to grab a boat and, and we're going to end communication for a while. I'll have them repeat back to me what it is they're going to do. Like, so, you know, what did you hear? Just like you said earlier. And as they're repeating it back to me, even if they nailed it a hundred percent, all of a sudden I realize, Oh yeah. You know, why don't you That's take nice. a medical kit with you and take a rescue rope too, and actually take a beaner. So that you get anchored to that tree just in case we need it. Um, and uh, let's also, you know, make sure that we're clear on um, a clap means that one clap means they're coming to your side and two claps mean they're coming to my side. Um, if we're trying to rescue someone in the middle, like which way are we pulling?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, I'll add this information because they'll kind of feed it back to me. And then all of a sudden I get to visualize what they're about to do and we could really get on the same page.
1: Such a great example. I mean, you know, we're talking about decision-making here and the, and the importance of having clarity in our commitments. But, of course, this is, this is a practice that translates to so many areas that can cut out so much grief in our interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. which is just, like, you know, making sure that there's shared understanding happening. And I think that's a great example of just, like, just getting the reflection back of what, what they've heard so far actually allows you to get even more clear. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely a two-way
0: street. Right. I do want to speak a little bit about managing up Mm, Um, that getting clear here. If you are taking a direction from a peer or a superior, like if you can really take the bull by the horn, take the bull by the horns and get really clear about expectations, understand what's important to them. There's, there's a thousand little trade-offs that we're making, right? In terms of time, scope, quality, Who's being satisfied? Which customers are we focusing on? If you could really understand what their priorities are and why they're doing this. Like your manager says, Get me some water, and you go and you like spend all this time to get like the perfect glass of pH 9.5 water with whatever it is, and you bring it back and they put it right in their plant. Right. Like, why do they want the water? How soon do they want the water? Like, is you know, do they want a gallon or do they want a glass? Like it, the better you could be at really managing up before jumping into action, the more likely you are to satisfy other people's expectations.
1: Yeah. And it's just that context doesn't transmit in communication all the time. (laughs) We we transmit what we think needs to be communicated, but you know, there's so much about the context. It's the water we're swimming in that we can't take responsibility for. So it's, it's a two way street. And so exactly like you're saying, it's it's what I love to do. if, if, you know, a higher up is giving me something. I say, it's like, okay, here's what I heard. A, B, C, did I get it right? You know, and that's when we can really work together to make sure that there's
0: clarity. You know, Robert, I really want to talk about what gets in the way here, because yeah. there's, some, there's some weird and traumatized relationships people have to commitments. Um, and, you know, we talk about, this is so simple, and yet it's rarely done well, and part of the reason it's not done well is because most of us have not had this demonstrated in our lives in a, in a positive way. Yeah, um, I'll say like, you know, you know, one of the things I see very, a lot is that people relate to commitments and a buy when as if they're making a promise. And um, the terminology will sometimes be mixed up, but like in most family environments, when we make a promise, if we break that promise, it's a issue of integrity. It's an issue of loyalty. We're bad people. It's, it's a, there's a moral judgment that happens. That's right. And, you know, if we organize around commitments in that way, then no one's going to want to make commitments. No, Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, and in even some, you know, progressive circles they try to say it's like, oh no, we don't wanna have a commitment about why, by when, or something like that, because there's a fear of like, oh, we're gonna get like etched in stone here. But as mature adults, we know that commitments is a dynamic relationship. That integrity, you know, we have to start somewhere and then we 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 build our integrity through that process. But you know, we've gotta we've gotta work with what we've got.
0: Yes. Um, and I want to dig a little bit more into this but the orientation around commitments that we really need to get our teams aligned with is that commitments are a way to organize action it's a way to set up expectations so that we can all establish the resources and move quickly If we don't yep. know when you know section a of our project is going to be done how could we be ready for section b yes um, and you know the exact timing and that exact trade off it might it might fluctuate as you're talking about And if it does, we'll talk about renegotiating commitments. They're not set in stone. They're not like family promises that are bitten in blood or etched in stone. They're a way for us to communicate and share expectations about how we're going to create the future that we want to create and how we're going to organize together around that future. That's right.
1: You know, it's like in our business, we we're, we're taking things seriously, right? Especially if people have invested in us, they're they they want their investment to be taken seriously. So we all have to work together, and so we can't be you know accepting half commitments or or maybes or or allowing commitments to be left unclear. We have to do what we can to get as clear as we can, and knowing that we can fail forward, that mm-hmm. we're only gonna uh, our integrity is more about making sure there is a commitment than. Mm-hmm. Instead of it always reality sh- aligning with how that commitment is stated.
0: Totally. And, you know, the the level of difficulty here, it's not a very difficult conversation. It takes a little bit of time, but we have to just get our heads around orienting around commitments in a good way. I was working for the Burning Man organization a while back, nice. and um, I was working with the senior staff. And it's a creative organization, as you would expect, right? It's a festival um, that happens in a remote location with a huge artistic bent. And one of the things that the staff was really having a tough time with was feeling like these commitments were taking away their creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, like I didn't, I didn't see it coming, to be honest, uh, this conversation where literally someone, you know, we, we were having a conversation very much like we're having right now, and someone said, no, this is inconsistent with our values. And we ended up in this long conversation about, you know, radical expression and freedom versus getting shit done and organizing. And about an hour into the conversation, one of the senior leaders stood up and said, oh, my God, I just realized that making commitments actually gives us more freedom. Yes. not doesn't take away from our freedom. It allows us to actually go do things. And if I'm asking for something and Robert can't fulfill it, and he tells me that and he negotiates that – I could actually go take care of it elsewhere. That's right. Right. And if, and it's like and if I'm not going to get down here, I could actually have a creative expression or do other things knowing it's going to get handled or not handled.
1: Yes yeah structure actually allows for more liberation I mean, you know there, there there's the whole philosophical rabbit hole there, but it really is important to know that like like all we have in this life in our relationships is our shared understanding of our language it It, it wouldn't make sense to have meaning to words if there wasn't the importance the critical importance of having like accurate overlapping shared reality on things
0: yeah you know <laughs> it's you said this earlier it's kind of amazing to me that we do as well as we do Um, when you actually get into things and really see what communication is not happening um, that, that we actually do pretty well. I'm impressed with the human brain. Um, It's that last 20 or 30% though, that we leave off the table that also costs us 20 to 30% of productivity.
1: Yes. Yeah. There, there's a a, a tremendous amount of, of potency, and it's worth the rigor to like, not understand what I'm saying, but to think that you have an understanding of what I'm saying, but then to believe that you have an understanding, that I have an understanding, that you have an understanding of what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the further we can go down into that, that's actually stability.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the best predictors of success is the history with that you have with the person. If you're constantly failing or you're failing them, then take some more time here. If mm-hmm. things are really working well, then, you know, you don't have to take time. But when it gets a really important task, slow down and don't make the mistake of uh, assuming that, you know, the 95% hit rate really is going to continue. Like that's when you slow down is like really important stuff or you're going to be, you know, out of communication for a while. Yeah. So, when, you know, leaders do this well. who You make requests. You get really clear about what's going to happen next, who's going to be doing what. Um, getting clear deadlines, you know, we talked about by when. Um, But the thing that I really want to dig into here is also talking about whose satisfaction Hmm. is actually important. Nice.
1: Like, who's this actually being done for?
0: Yeah. Like, in a hierarchical environment, oftentimes, I don't care what the boss said he wanted, right? It's the boss's satisfaction or the superior satisfaction that ultimately is going to determine whether the job was done well or not. Sure. And so, like, we have to understand that it's not about the request. Like, I fulfilled the request. I got you water. It's, did you actually get what you wanted? And, you know, if you look at, you know, military contracts in the 70s and 80s, like, most of them were failures. And the failure point is almost always in the requirements. You said you wanted this. We gave you this. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, you know, that early negotiation of, of what is expected and really thinking through if I do exactly what I think you want, is that going to be success? But that dialogue is so essential.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we're talking about being high functioning adults here in creative environments where, you know, no, we're not just robots. Like, if, if, if we could, you know, if we're just doing what a robot we could do, we would just hire robots. Yeah. But we're human beings, so we need to be able to, to project into the mindset of where we're coming from. And I really appreciate what you said before about, like, you know, it's different in every relationship. If you and I have a strong rapport, I know that I, I say something to you that, like, 95% of the time, you know exactly what I mean. Hmm. That's, that's good. But if I'm starting to get frustrated with someone because they're, they're not meeting my expectations, that's when I need to throttle deeper into this mm-hmm. and say that it's like, okay, you know, before we leave here, let's get clear on this. What what are we doing? You know, what did you hear? Like, get, like go back and forth until you're really satisfied. So, the totally. great way to
0: troubleshoot these problems. I think there's one more topic that we should dive into before closing out here, which is timing. Mm-hmm. Um, that when we're making a request, can you get me a glass of water? Right. There's questions about urgency, and but there's also a negotiation about how quickly, right? Do I need water because I'm fighting a fire? Like, and I need a lot of water right now, right? And there's a negotiation of like, well, I could get you a bucket of water in two minutes or I could get you, you know, the fire truck in 10 minutes. What do you want? Um, And I think that um, managers make the mistake of telling their people the when rather than negotiating it. And, you know, Kate, can you get this done by Tuesday? Or uh, I need it by Wednesday. Um, I would love to have it by Monday to make sure we have some time and some wiggle room. Does that work? Um, or what's on your plate? Like, uh, can you get this done by Wednesday? And they come back and say, well, I could get this done by Wednesday if you remove these other things. heck like, I could have it, you know, if this is all I work on, I could have it done in two hours. Well, like, help me prioritize. But there's a mutuality yes. in and it's like it's like making a request is actually a negotiation to get to commitment yeah
1: yeah, and that's you can see this in the in the fields like you know space technology and things like that where the consequences are are way beyond affordability. You know, we'll go around and around and around to ensure that a five year old could understand you know what the mechanics are for you know, taking care of each procedure, and then we're going to train it a thousand times so that you can do it blind before we're going to let you get into this piece of government property and take it up off the out of the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. But, you know, the, when you look at the mission of NASA, it was to return every astronaut alive, right. more or less. No one dies. Um, and, you know, you've got a lot of thousands and thousands of pounds of fuel that want to explode. Um, and, you know, a couple of people sitting on top of it. Um, so that was a – but that was their number one mission, and they were really clear about that. Um, And, you know, it's rare in life that we have that level of clarity around a mission or that we need that level of clarity around a mission. Right.
1: Yeah. The pressures and the the constraints aren't so apparent to us. We're not on a Navy SEALs team where that like, you know, someone's gonna um gonna die or pay a very high price, you know, if we don't complete our mission. So in -hmm. a certain sense, we have to in some ways synthetically, artificially, like bring in these kinds of
0: constraints if we want to compete and like uh, optimize our efficacy Right, you know, like in the rescue If we're staying on the same side of the river We have a little wiggle room And If you're going across the river, we got to get a lot more clear um, And so, you know, if you're going to go And, you know, call in You know, go in, and run three miles to, get, to try to get a helicopter in Like we got to really clarify what is being told To them okay. and um, How that happens um, I you know I- I've, I've definitely learned the hard way On so many Occasions where I thought we got really clear, and we didn't. I, I'm just gonna tell a funny one. Right. Um, so I, this is back in college, um, I come across, I, a friend of mine um, fall, like gets kind of like um, pushed over by a car, hits the curb and falls over. Um, and there's three of us biking up, and um, I turn around to my, my buddy who didn't see the accident, and I say, um, Johnny got pushed over, and um, crash, you know, call an ambulance. Well, the way that Johnny ran and made that phone call, um, they thought it was a hit and run. Huh. And so, not only did an ambulance show up, but like fifteen police cars show up. Right. And they're trying to get all the details about the car. And it was just really interesting to see. Whoa, like something got lost in translation there.
1: Right. Um,
0: that you know, it was actually Johnny hit the curb. There was no ever no contact made um but it was a real lesson learned in like the game of telephone and how quickly things can devolve
1: yeah i mean so you know if you're listening to this it's like it seems simple getting clarity on commitments but as you can as you can see in this conversation it the nuances go on a long ways miscommunication it, you know, as long as we've been human beings using language, miscommunication can, you know, persists. And so this is really a place that all of us can continue growing uh, and, and developing better.
0: And so I think the practice here is learn to do it well uh, so that you, know, you have that as a tool item in your belt. And then you know, decide as you go what level of depth and clarity you need to achieve. Um, but if you don't have this tool in your belt, then it's really, you know, failure is going to happen. That's right. There's uh, only one way to get to Carnegie Hall. All <laughs> <Paul Lugley. laughs> of so, To all the leaders out there, uh, we hope the conversation has been helpful.